0: Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it
1: all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom.
2: Good evening all. Welcome to episode insert numbers here of that 6++ Plus Show. We are untethered. We are unfettered. We are unchained we are without constraints and that because chris is having a week off so he's not here to shut us down it's been a mutiny we've got new team leaders uh who who's who here is uh taking over i put forwards aaron as um as being our new new capitan what do you reckon jack
1: um i mean he's got the look for it right yeah you know we need someone who projects authority it's not us
0: two. So. I, I've done, no, I've
2: I've done enough management that I know that I'd rather be second in command because yeah. I have ten percent of the responsibility and ninety percent of the perks. Yeah, so you, do scre- uh,
1: you, you have a star scream air about. I, <laughs>
2: <laughs> I will. Uh, well, <laughs> murderous?
0: Yeah, Wingy. Uh, thing.
2: Wow, <laughs> uh, here I am committing a coup. Putting you in charge. Oh, you're a bit whingy, you are. Well, no, you're second in command. I've got to keep you in place. Have I got to do my best greamer worm tongue? Yeah, don't <laughs> listen to them, Master. Oh, he, he has your worst interests in heart. Uh anyway, I think we're gonna talk about Warhammer. Are we going to talk about Warhammer? That seems well, like say. We probably do. Yeah, <laughs>
0: so, probably advisable.
2: As the prophecy foretold. So how are we doing? We'll go to you first aaron how have you been you've been do up to much warhammer stuff uh
0: no not a lot um i've, I've done a little, a little bit of painting no, i've done a little bit of painting i guess a little I bit of uh, painting and gaming i've done a little uh, uh in session game like three of us working around some uh, a game between csm and custodes last night which was really good just mm. talking about it from all the different angles um and then yeah, I've been painting some Tyranids for a bit of fun in 80s um, shelf suit themes. So very nice. Yeah.
2: that's pretty snazzy. Uh, and uh, you said you'd been you played some games. You want to fill us in on those?
0: Yeah. So um, as I said uh, CSM versus uh, Custos, just to see what they were like, and just a lot of uh, talking through each of the games and sorry each of the turns and the plays and being like are you sure you want to do this while you're doing this like really breaking it down for a training game mm. and um ended up with a very small victory to the custos but it feels like very much a 50 50 game yes. uh, So it's pretty interesting to see because obviously it's very scary the shooting of csm but... it's
2: disgusting isn't it they've got yeah. so many guns
0: yeah but it's uh it's it's Scoring high early and just shutting them down and blocking them in, so they can't get their secondaries and um, mm. primary too much that they enable you to sort of eke it out.
2: Lovely stuff. Any other games?
0: Um, no, apart from that, last time I played was at the Goonhammer Open.
2: <laughs> you can't even remember the game that we played. It's just oh, gone yeah. from your memory. Oh,
0: that was, was that a game? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, so uh, we you were testing into my uh, well, I was testing my first iteration of the list that I think I'm going to talk to about because I'm going to be taking it to LGT, and uh, I think I I played it fairly poorly, and you played you just did all the right things, and um, I got fucking folded. Turns out Custody's still slapping melee. Pretty uh, pretty solid army there.
0: Still one shot a great and clean one.
2: Well, you say that only just that bit. That bit is uh, a bit you know. Still Not happened. as cut and dry. It did happen, <laughs> but it was you did have to uh, buff your unit to the nines and take a little bit of damage. I yeah. still feel happy about the things that it uh, it does yeah. in the list that uh, I've written, so I'm still. No, I agree. Know. But uh, yeah, lovely, Jack. How about yourself? How are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking.
2: Excellent. And have you been up to much Warhammer stuff? Uh,
1: since the data slate, um, I've only had one game. Uh, Ooh, but i slacking. Yeah, I know, especially for me. Um, but uh, yeah, just work clapping the old cheeks. So I can't uh, get as much time as I want to on there. But yeah, yeah
2: schools are back and it is brutal.
1: Yes, it is. I had to turn so many things off and on again. You have no idea. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I had done one game against uh, against Rob Strikari. Um, uh, we played about three turns of that, um, and then he tapped out. Uh, but again it was in, it was more of another learning game like uh like uh like you said, Aaron. Um but uh yeah Tao feel good. Um so I can't that's all there is to it really. We fit feels good. It feels good it's to very, buff. It's it's a
2: it's a tonal shift for anyone who's played Tau for these yeah. the first bit of tenth edition, that's for sure. Suddenly yeah. Tau players have smiles, they've got that glint in their eye that means that yeah. nobody else is going to be having a good time. Um, <laughs> and even when I'm not playing Tau, I do quite enjoy seeing that, you know. Bring we the... still hate
1: ourselves, but we win oh, while we do it. Right? <laughs> I,
2: I just recognize that I'm a bad person while I'm playing <laughs> Tau and it's totally fine. It's not a Fair not enough. a problem. <laughs> no remorse. Uh, as for myself, I have been scrabbling to work out what the hell I am doing because uh, LGT is like three, two and a half weeks away, not even that, two weeks and three days, which is a little terrifying. Um, it is it your special snowflake? Well, I looked at all the armies I had. I was like, well, I didn't nerf Eldar much. Do I enjoy playing Eldar? No. Do I want to play Eldar? No. <laughs> Got custodies. Custodies are pretty fun i don't really have the right setup here do i want to play custodes? Eh, maybe they could be a fullback option and then i thought do you want to play tau i've got a lot of tau stuff eh. you know maybe we'll just see which way the wind goes before i uh, rip all of the arms and guns off my tau i'm pretty pretty interested in seeing who has the best ideas before i uh start <laughs> mutilating models, because I think there's going to be a lot of very bad Tau lists out there, and I'm excited to see those more, than I'm excited to see the good ones. Uh, and then I was like, well, I was thinking about Chaos Knights. I was concerned they were going to get nerfed. Um, and in some ways, you could argue they did, because the Brigands, which was the best unit in the book, went up 10 points. But then the Carnivores, which was the second best unit in the book, went down 20 points. So if you took three Carnivores, you were at parity with where you were before as soon as you put a fourth carnivore in you're you know money in the bank pimping ain't easy you're 20 points for each carnivore uh, i am actually only running three in this list because i can't fit any more in but uh, yeah so i my my fears were unfounded but running 14 war dogs is just it's just a bit too vanilla for me so I, i've been searching around trying to find the uh, the little special snowflake niche that i wanted to carve out for myself and i think i've found one but we'll we'll get into that so ah we've got some people in chat zito simon and picolax good evening to you all also aaron but uh aaron's here oh and rob's here as well yeah i played a, a good practice game against rob and uh it was a really close back and forward game and after we finished the game I had a very narrow win. It was like, it was 10 points in it, but it could have swung either way if I'd gone first, for example. At the end of it, he goes, yeah, I think Drakari are the worst army in the game. And I trust Rob's opinion because he's played more Drakari than most people have had hot meals uh, this year. I think that's that's fair to see. Uh, he's, he plays a lot of Dracari. So when I scraped a win, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel, <laughs> doesn't feel anywhere near as good before you said that you think they're the worst army in the game. But it's fine. It's fine, and I'm still I'm confident in my life choices. So, all three of us, at one point or another, and by that I mean ninth edition, played quite a bit of Tau. So, Tau are pretty good now. They are probably the most exciting in terms of changes. So I think now is a good time to just talk about some Tau for a bit and go, isn't this great? Aren't we really happy with everything that's happened? Before we talk about the changes, Aaron, what's your favorite style of Tau? What sort of units do you want to be playing if you run
0: Tau? Uh, it's all about the battle suits for me. That, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. I like them. It's just, just want to be out there me- mechanized, just jumping around. Yeah, that, that's that's all I want out of my town.
2: You and me both, buddy. So I assume you're also pretty pleased with the changes that have come in.
0: Slightly disturbed by the changes. Like,
2: <laughs> yeah, because like, we're not playing Tau at the moment.
0: But yeah, that, and it's just like, the, there weren't little changes. This massively yep. drastic points drops. Like, what, I can't remember off the top of my head, Jack. What did the crisis blob go down by a six man? Was it 30 like uh, points?
1: Five, five points per model. So yeah, 30 points. Yeah. It's like, it didn't need that. Considering wow. it's in every list, you know, like, probably yep. you're probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah. But they
2: were, they had such a low win rate. And we all know that win rate is representative of how good a faction is. And it's definitely not something that I harped on about when I was playing Tau loads in Ninth Edition when they were really good, but they were just played by people who breathe through the mouth. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not saying that they were like in a good place before. I think they were okay if you played them really well, but couldn't really compete with the the top armies. Then the top armies got taken down several pegs. They've gone up several pegs. They're looking yep. good on the ladder.
0: Yeah, I think also like I, I played them in my first tournament at tenth, and because of the way the armies were set up and things like that, there was a lot of large vehicles, and then like the only opposite to that was um, uh, a lot of hordes and things like that. Mm. They, they didn't have, they couldn't get the let the um, output to handle both types. Yeah, and I think like where it's starting to coalesce a bit more now, it's a lot easier to get that um, uh, war gear options uh, better set up.
2: Hmm. Yeah, they are looking solid. Uh how about you, Jack, before we go into the actual changes? What are your favourite units to bring in town and are you uh, you pleased about them?
1: Honestly, I'm all about sort of mixed arms tower. I like a little bit of everything um i can't stand those lists that are like i'm gonna run 18 crisis suits or that's tri- how
2: i write lists
1: or or triptide or you know or
2: <laughs> i've run both of those lists
1: or the, the list i've seen is uh like six uh breacher units in Devilfish. that doesn't look interesting to me at all mm. anything that's just like i'm gonna find one unit and i'm gonna take the max of it and i'm like that doesn't seem i'm very gonna win
0: that's not for me
1: well, <laughs> it just doesn't seem very interesting for me. Um, that's I always it's like a talent. little bit of everything in my Tau lists. Um, so, yeah. Basically.
2: I am just looking at your Tau list. You've got at least duplicate of every unit, I think, in there. Nope, that's a lie. There are some one-offs. Fair enough, fair enough. The the list that I wrote definitely had significantly more bricks of crisis and less other things. <laughs> so, uh, Yeah. It-
1: i guess what i'm saying is i don't want to put you know 75 of my points in one thing you know that's yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah. That's,
2: that's valid too much I, of a
1: skew is is not great for me
2: i live for the skew i came up uh like my first i think proper competitive list that i wrote and it was competitive for playing as a 15 year old in a games workshop um, but i was running full dreadnoughts and death company back in fifth edition and i was just like cool so all your anti-infantry weapons do nothing this Mm -hmm. is great uh you can only kill me with las cannons and that was when i fell in love with the skew i uh, I was just like cool so half your army's gonna do fuck all and then i'm gonna beat you in the face with some bricks uh and that was yeah my my love for, for vehicles or monster spam really really took hold all right so i mean let's let's get into it let's talk about some of the tower changes um jack you are really are a resident tower expert and you know best on these ones so give me Give me your your top thoughts on the uh, the tower changes, and we'll chime in as we as we go.
1: Okay, so um, the tower changes were interesting because it wasn't just units that were like not good that went down. Mm. Um, it's also units that everyone took that went down. It was kind um, of
2: just everything, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, near enough everything. Um, so you know, the stuff that wasn't good went down, and the stuff that was good. So you know, your stealth suits have gone down. Your crisis went down. My, most of the commanders went down. Um, uh, the, in terms of the big, like the moneymaker, um, uh, thumbnail clickbait point change that went down is the Riptide, right? That went down 55 points.
2: That was a um, lot. It's is, now maybe playable.
1: Which is like a quarter, <laughs> you know, it went down like 25%, something yeah. like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a big one. Um, and there's just lots of, uh, you know, sort of like. 20 ish percent changes across mm. a lot of the army. Um, which there's no rule changes though. Um, yeah. that is the one thing, uh, that they do sort of you don't have to think about that anymore. Is you know, you don't have to if you're playing against Tau, you have to play against many differently, they work exactly the same. It's literally just, um, they have more stuff.
2: That's fair, and I think what they were doing before was good. Um, I think lots of people won't have seen how they play. But having seen your games, um, they had that firepower that could really just decimate and then you could play around. But it was limited to the the crisis brick. Now you've got more units, so you've got more mission play, more incidental firepower around that massive brick. So it's interesting yeah. to see how that's going to come about.
1: The biggest issue I had playing Tau before was that um, you'd have like three or four units that do all your damage. Um, and if you lose them to a mistake or you know your opponent does some like crazy cool maneuver um that you that you just get caught out by um you're like oh i lost two units and my army's gone i can't do anything um but now we have more stuff on the board uh, and it just sort of gives more leeway for for um you know attrition i guess um but there is also the aspect of um, with the way that for the greater good works. The more units you have on the board, that sort of like they compound into each other. Like more units to spot for each other, and so the units that you do already have on the board are. Um, uh, it's like a. Trying to think of the word. It's like a compound interest of good, good stuff. You know, yep. like. Um, Basically, what game. you're
2: saying is, uh, price goes Energy. down, stonks go up. Yes, uh, correct.
1: That's... buy low, sell high. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and you definitely did buy in low, to be you know, your absolute credit. So, so low. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think they were anywhere near as bad as that. Thirty eight percent no. <laughs>
1: numbers don't
2: lie, Ed. <laughs> I mean, hey, thirty-eight percent for a non-elder army—that's not bad. That means into the general field, that's like fifty-five percent. Yeah,
1: no, not maybe wrong. not that
2: high, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, you were having some good success. Uh, we've got some more in chat, Lee. Good to see you. Uh, we've got some interesting opinions here. Simon says not the far sight. Um, talking about the the points cost. Farsight's sight's marksman still the same. I couldn't tell you what that was. Uh, I don't think I've ever run one before.
1: It's a sniper, dude. He's a load yeah. operative that sits on your home objective
2: that is true but you know what has kind of gone away all that non of sight spam um so, we, weirdly I think non-liner sight is now better for the armies that can take it because people aren't expecting it so you're not going to see as much
1: it's not for Tao
2: yeah, <laughs> well you're not
1: going to be taking it
2: <laughs> yeah you, you've got other things uh, I yeah. do like William's opinion in here Skyray greater than broadsides uh, I wanna I want to hear your thoughts on that because I know you I can see from your list you're not running skyrays I'm not um, and I'm
1: running broadsides you okay. are so I mean I don't run bad units <laughs> <I'm playing. laughs>
2: that's uh that's a strong statement to be making but uh hey okay, you've you've got the most reps with the Tau. Uh, I did like I is it how many shots do they have with their uh, Seeker missile platform, basically?
1: Three shots, strength yeah. 14, AP3, damage, D6 plus one. Um, That's not bad. Yeah, the, I mean, it's weird. Tower anti-tank is basically like, there's like three levels of it, right? Mm. So you got your hammerhead at the top, which is one shot, super high strength, super high P, super high damage,
0: Yeah, right?
1: And then you come down one, and you got Skyray, which yeah. is like slightly more shots, slightly less strength. Yeah. Um Slightly less AP, damage D six plus one, right? So that yeah. uh, so it changes things up uh, a little bit. But then you go down another level when you have the broadsides, which are also less strength, um, um, but more AP, same damage, uh, but they have way more shots, right? Mm. So you basically can you have you have you can pick across a spectrum of uh of damage to to sort of um AP and, and number of shots. Um, yeah. Which is uh, really. Cool. The, the problem that I have with Sky Race, um is, well, i say it's not even a problem, right? Because uh, it's just a preference thing. Yep. I think taking Skyrays is a preference thing um, against the other units. is. I have, what, like, nine or so D6 plus one damage weapons in my list. Um, sure. And I'm like, I've rolled like three, like the amount of times you've rolled three damage and be disappointed um, is a lot. Yep. So I prefer the Hammerheads because... I just want to mix up the damage profile I have in my list. You know that is absolutely um, fair. Because uh, you know, if you get that one hit through and you know minimum seven damage, I mean, mm. if you roll like a two or a three, you're not know be I mean, disappointed because you've done like eight or nine wounds.
2: That's fair. Yeah, yeah. and oh, fair. Uh, you are very good at rolling six to hit with Overwatch with the um, with.
1: <laughs> I really am, aren't I?
2: <laughs> it's it's fairly <laughs> disgustingly consistent. And before anyone um... makes any aspersions, um, this happens online. Uh, so. Not only in person, I've I think I've tanked some uh, some hammerhead blasts oh, it, at the shots.
1: At it fate. happened. It was, yeah. It's it happened at EA Slam. <laughs> don't you worry. I you better believe I rolled a six on Overwatch to shoot that to yeah, shoot a turret. It, it, it's it. one
2: of those where like it's mathematically just probably a bad choice to uh, to make that Overwatch call. But then you do it. it and then it goes off and then you one win one out the of six game. times.
1: It happens every time.
2: <laughs> the maths don't lie. The numbers don't lie. Uh, I do like looking at the the data sheet again. I do like the Skyray. It's uh, as um, William says, you can you can get a reroll to hit or wound. It's uh,
1: yeah, the the it's sky ray is, a, is a, it's a fantastic piece, especially for stuff like um, you know, Stormboys, deep striking backline interceptors. Mm. You get rerolls on that Overwatch, especially on that turn 3 and later, where you got exploding sure, hits. Sure. All of a sudden, that Skyray becomes really really good. It has an inbuilt marker light, so it's good for like secondary spotting. Yeah. So it has a lot of good things about it. Um, yeah. It's just for me. I'm like, this is so saturated on D6 plus one. I just don't want to go for it. Um, and then the hammer has the same price now, so you know sure. you can just sure. chop and change it. So um, yeah. For me, it's just a, it's purely a preference thing.
2: I, I, you know what? I think we'll <clears throat> we'll start seeing more Skyray, when there's more Tau because the reroll hit rolls against fly units.
1: Yeah. 100%. Everything
2: that Tau have fly. Suddenly this becomes a really efficient shooting platform with that one Flies Flies well. very
1: much out of the meta right now. Marines mm. barely run it. Custodies yeah. don't run it. Knights don't run it. Um really you're only taking it. Knights for, like, are out Eldar. of the
2: meta.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tyrannies don't run it on anything you want to shoot out with a Skyray.
2: Sure, sure. Um
1: but um yeah, you I mean you you're really you're looking at like Eldar, mm. Other Tau. <laughs> um, hey, man.
2: I'm sold. I think. Some, I think
1: some Necron vehicles, not all yeah. of them. Um, the Necron they, vehicles,
2: not... I think, typically went up a little bit, so we're not really expecting. This is what I'm saying. People are so going to
1: switch to destroyers, which are not. Um, oh, they fly they as might... well. Uh, they oh, do. Yeah, they do have fly, yeah. don't they? Yeah. I was thinking, I'm like mounted <laughs> or whatever they are. Like, but yeah. Um, yeah. They're they're fine, but you know, you'll you'll play like half your games, and you won't use that reroll to hit. Yeah. Um, okay.
2: Yeah, I I like yeah, I think. It is kind of a whichever you like more is uh, is good. Exactly.
1: There's a lot of that in, the, in town, I think.
2: The one thing I will say in defense of the Hammerhead is the devastating wound change means that they're actually really good at killing big things now because now it's just a, you don't get a save. You don't get a feel no pain unless you have an actual feel no pain. None of that mortal wound bullshit. Uh, yeah. If that changes back, maybe my opinion switches a bit more to Skyrays now that I've looked at them but uh yeah i don't think if you got either in the list i don't think you should be too upset you're not uh yeah. not a fool for that cool uh any any other things in there that you uh are super excited about
1: the riptide is actually as as mentioned it's really interesting um because the Riptide brings something that tao didn't already have um which is Probably. a essentially an armature body that's pretty much what it is um with better armor and a vulnerable save um, that will sit in the. Um, sort of, it's like an armature midfield. body.
2: It, that's better in every way.
1: Uh. It's not the toughest ten. <laughs> you know, it's not toughness ten. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. yeah no. Um. But it, and it has no combat. But it does have a seventy-two inch range gun. Um. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it may. Its no reactor maybe a shadow of a shadow of its former self. Um. Yeah. But it can sit on an objective and not immediately die, which is something yeah. that Tower missing before. Um. So it's really nice to have that to. As an extra option um yep. when you're playing games especially since most um well a lot of towers went down conveniently almost by two riptides worth um so you that's can just very buy, interesting you can just put two riptides in and you're pretty much good 60 points mm. well
2: i guess i've got two riptides that are sitting on the shelf and uh hmm. I, I like think... that you can oh sorry you go ahead
0: yeah I was, I, was saying, I think that the while it's still sitting as it is with the dev wounds the fact that they can do that once a turn on it once a game on their big gun gives them a bit more of a threat that they didn't used to have i think that's quite nice as well
2: what's really nice about that is that's a great terminator killing tool um when i don't know how, how do tau fare into like the terminator brick with the you know the minus one to wound and the the sitting at a good armor save
1: it depends uh, most people run secular diamond blasters which Really get ruined by the likes of custodies and Armor of Contempt factions. Mm. Um, they don't like that at all. Um, if you're in the Plasma, yeah, I do. I, um, you've got
2: me sold. I think the Plasma. They,
1: they take them off for fun. Um, yeah, Tau absolutely rinse, um, uh, absolutely rinse Terminator equivalents. Um, and just to answer Williams' question, I think we're going to go over this later, um, but pretty
2: soon after yeah, we so... stop gushing about Tau. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to really stop talking about how amazing my faction is. Yeah, um, when we
2: stop talking about Tau, we're going to talk about Tau. So uh, not, don't worry about it, William. It's coming soon.
1: Yeah, not that amazing. Not not enough, Not amazing enough for nerfs. Don't don't nerf it! <laughs> yeah, don't nerf it!
2: <laughs> you, realistically, you've probably got three to six months and it'll be, uh, yeah, you know. So they just have to... You can do well at LGT and then you've just got to sandbag some events and make Games Workshop yeah. forget that one good result mm-hmm. that you really were happy
1: about. That's, that's what to do. That's what I've been doing up to this point. Sandbagging. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you've been doing fairly reasonably well at events, haven't you? Especially for a like a pre pre data slate um whatchamacallit. All right, Aaron, any, any other thoughts on the, the towel changes that you that Jack hasn't gone over? Anything you yeah,
0: loved Why did they reduce long strike by thirty points?
2: Well,
0: he was because thirty he's points awful. too many. <laughs> but it, he's not as good for that. Like he's almost the same points as like he's, he's cheaper than what a broadside. Uh, sorry, a hammerhead was before. He's mm. infinitely better. He's much better than a standard one. And then if you're gonna have another one in there as well, it just gives you that benefit, that little yeah. bump. In that. he's he's a hundred and forty. So
1: he's, he's ten points more than a hammerhead. Um, and I, think I, hammerhead I, I think the hammerhead the original I, hammerhead price changed. Um, yeah, it was one forty five before. Oh, was it one forty five? Okay. Yeah oh yeah yeah i remember um but the uh he basically gets one to hit and he gives another hammerhead lethal hits Hmm. which means you won't get devastating wounds um which is less of an issue than it was before um but if you have 10 points extra in your list you can just swap out a hammerhead for long strike (laughs) um and you know you won't you're not losing much um so he's fine um I did have that at one point, and then I needed those 10 points, so he just went back to a regular hammerhead. I think that's fair. I did um, find it
0: interesting that a lot of the drops have been on units that are being used as well, though, like the Stealth Suit, the Ghost Kill. Yeah. All of those. Yeah.
1: Another interesting one, the biggest point drop percentage-wise in the entire um, index was Shadow Sun, actually. Oh. Uh, she went from 140 to 100, um, okay. which is an enormous points decrease. Um, but, um, yeah, before she was like a take it or leave it, like, a, again, a preference pick. Mm. But now she's, like, really points efficient. Um, she has two Strength 10 Melters, 18-inch range, I believe. Um, sure. And a Vero 1 Zora, which is very valuable in town um, for several units um, with Railguns. Mm. Uh, and she regen CP on a 5+, um, which I don't think is limited by the battle tactics change it just says if you use a stratagem within six inches of her
2: yes because it's re- not altering the cost of it so it would yeah, just be regen
1: yeah so she, she's very 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 point efficient for what she does yeah. um the problem with shadow sign is the other commanders went down in points would mm. also be a similar cost um which i will cover in uh when i go, we go over my list later yeah um but she is very very good um i think if you i think a lot of this could like start with shadow and then that would be very very reasonable um yeah she's a very I, good small multiplier
2: she's also just got learn operative and infiltrate in there so it's, she does yeah just more things that are good on a hundred point character yeah uh, although that is a little anti-synergistic with maybe using her as the uh, the buffing battery that you might want to uh it's flexibility i guess
1: yeah no one's going to just shoot it off the board randomly
2: no all right well i think that's probably enough talking about tau so let's go on to talking about tau instead um (laughs) lists 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 lists. so these are not finalized so if you see any changes for lgt uh don't at me you know we can we can do what we want you're not my dad you're not my real ladder um so (laughs) jack yours is up first because we've just been talking about tau so let's <laughs> maybe we will move on to a different do you want to <laughs> mute up for a second buddy not yet i thought i wasn't yet nope there we go uh i can't hear you i'm hoping <laughs> that that's because the alarm stopped but i think it's because you found the mute button yeah um no, no worries at all all right cool so what we're going to do is we're going to take a break from tau uh, this was the plan all along and oh are you back yeah and i'm using the right mic this time hey perfect cool so tau never never worried always going to talk about tau first mm-hmm. um smooth.com this is what happens when the uh, the glorious leader isn't here yeah uh, we get car alarms so <laughs> walk us through what you have why you've got it and then we'll um, tell you you're, you're dumb or brilliant one okay,
1: so I've got a cold star with exemplar example of the cow with um six crisis suits. Uh, mm-hmm. I've armed them with two plasmas and one six iron blaster. Did have them previously with all plasma. Problem I has is there's a couple of matchups where you really need that rate of fire, orcs being the primary one. Um, but tyranids are also one where you kind of want an extra load of shots and necrons. Um, so but those extra um, like sort of 12 to 15 shots, you no eight extra shots you get from on the blaster so yeah, like yeah. Total, yeah yeah um so yeah the extra over the, the seven plasmas um are like just enough to push you into the territory of okay i'll kill this orc unit like mm. it's not a problem anymore um so yeah but i really didn't want to lose the plasmas because <clears throat> they're so good into custodies um anything with terminators you know that Anything minus one damage or minus one AP, the plasmas are just so so good, yep. um, and they've done so much work for me. I'm I'm loath to get rid of them. Um, I'm going to skip the enforcer for a second. Talk about him in a moment. I got three mm-hmm. broadside triple railgun. Um, I mean, they're just they're really reliable, really solid. Um, are you
2: running them as um, three by one or a single unit
1: of three? One single unit of three. Um, I did want to run them as three separates. The problem is yeah. you then have to the spot for three different units, which sure. means you then have three units which are not getting spotted for. Mm. Um, and originally this list had Shadowton in it, so uh, reroll ones was like it's a lot easier to keep the aura on one uh, broadside unit than three. Sure. Um, <clears throat> it also means um, because I run my broadsides with one marker drone and the rest missile drones Mm. um, for the ignores cover when they spot if they need to. Um, So it just means you can put more missile drones in there. Um, And more guns is more gooder. Um, So the ghost kill is good for holding midfield objectives. Two hammerheads, as I mentioned before. Three piranhas um, solo just to... They're mainly there for holding holding, uh, single um, objectives and stuff like that uh all um like backfield stuff screening i was using crew hounds that before but piranhas are tough to seven with seven wounds so they're much better at it um and now with the changes to measuring from holes for vehicles they cover a much larger area of the board um so you're not you don't have to measure like the distances from the base mm. um so that makes them a lot better at, um, at screening um two riptides as mentioned before they can move forward and sort of become a front line you can you can. You know, you can put a, a ghost kill, a riptide, and a piranha on an objective, for example, and you know you've got like nine odd IC on there, and it's, it's pretty solid. Um, and then uh, three units of uh, three stealth suits, or mm. um, well, maybe two. I can't remember. I wrote this very quickly. <laughs> um, anyway, um, they just give for spotting and infiltrating and stuff like that. Uh, the enforcer is the sort of special secret source I've been running in this um, list. Mm. So. Um, he is one hundred and I want to say twenty points. Yeah. Um and he has twelve shots strength that strength eight AP two damage to. Um and he has precision of the hunter, which gives him plus one to hit. So he's sitting mm. on twos. And on turn three onwards he gets plus one to wound. Um mm. so if you spot for him with double exploding sixes, um that can get very nasty very fast if he comes down on turn three. Um I basically cut out Shadow Set and put him in um because I in my head I haven't tested this yet. In my head I'm imagining this is going to be incredibly annoying for someone because if they don't screen out for this one guy he can just delete a unit really mm-hmm. easily um if you're not careful um but yeah I feel like he's if I'm going to have uh, Shadowson's great right but she's very you can play around her very easily um she yeah. just sits in your backfield and buffs a bunch of stuff which is very points efficient um, and she can, you know, hold objectives and be lone operative, blah, blah, blah. That's all great. But it's not a, a playmaking piece, mm-hmm. um, which I don't have tons of um, in the list. Um, I think that's kind of like an area where Tau struggle because they don't have a lot of stratagems like Phantasm or, you know, there's like weird tricky stratagems that let you do like nonsense or like compound a bunch of like strats and unit buffs together, like in like Necrons or Death uh, Watch used to be. Where you used to, like, and then you just obliterate something. Um, they just shoot you really hard, and either you die or you don't, and that's basically the tower game plan. So I wanted a I wanted a model that could be really annoying, and with a really small uh... base. Base, yes, thank you. Really yeah. small base <laughs> that can like just that people have to be careful of for a long mm. time because the longer the game goes on the stronger it gets so even yeah. if you don't deep strike him in turn two you don't feel bad about it because he comes in, in turn three and he's got plus on a wound for strength eight yep. um and let's say he can just and he can also pop the at that point he can start popping the plus one ap stratagem as well mm. she can use it from turn three onwards um and that's strength eight ap three damage too which is actually 50 percent scarier
2: <laughs> Especially since pretty much everything that you care about when you shoot with Tau ignores cover, so that's yes. uh, if you if you're a like a terminator player, you've got to think about that as if it's AP4. Yeah, so, but the
1: the ability to, to force the opponent to screen for the first maybe three turns of the game mm. is very powerful, um, and he's a very good rapid ingress tool yeah. as well. Um, with Stelz, giving you free rapid ingress. Um, there's all kinds of jank you can do with the model like that. So that's my goal. Um, he's a two-up armor save. He's got like nine wounds or something, eight wounds with shield drones. Sure, he's, sure. He's he's annoying to deal with.
2: So, I love that. I love everything about that. That's the sort of jank that I love to put in my list to finish it off. Why the Enforcer, though? Is he the cheapest of the three?
1: He's not. The Crisis Commander is the cheapest. Um, The Crisis Commander is two inches faster, but he has one less wound and one less armor. He's also
2: got a smaller base as well, I believe, so it might make it. Very slightly. Yeah. I think Um, it's um, a 40 mil to a 50 mil.
1: Yeah. I also have an Enforcer and not an extra Crisis. Cool. That makes sense i'm with it <laughs> <laughs> and i've never been able to put my enforcer on the table so this is a perfect excuse to do that cool. so yeah, i yeah. would like to take my enforcer
2: i i like it's funny i like both of the other commanders here more than the enforcer but i don't think your choice is wrong um yeah I I, I I value the movement because i'd like to come in and fire and fade but it's two cp and at that point you're paying so much for a gimmick especially if you're using the exploding strat yeah. uh, sorry the ap strat um I think I might be overvaluing the movement and undervaluing just being annoying to remove.
1: A lot of the time he's going to come in and die, right? Yeah. Which is which is fine, um, but, but he's going to get one shot off. Um, but that, that, that extra wound and the extra pip of armor save, um, mm. two-up armor save in cover, very good. Um, so you you will just be able to be like, I've just rolled a bunch of four-ups this, this turn and I've not died. Yeah, so they uh, uh, you your know, <laughs> opponent to commit actually something to getting rid of it. Yeah. yeah exactly you have to you know you have to put something substantial towards it whereas if you have the crisis commander who's you know let's say less wounds less armor it's mm-hmm. going to be a lot easier um to get rid of and i don't sure. think i are going to be using fire invade on him very often that's fun. Um, because that the fair. crisis unit is on the board and they require it more a lot of the time
2: entirely reasonable thank you for answering that question. We do have a bit of discussion going on in the chat. Simon B reckons that you should split the broadsides into a pair of two in a single model.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm kind of looking at that. You know that comic where the guy's like, oh, I can't fit in this fourth broadside, or can I look at an <laughs> essential part of list that you really shouldn't remove? <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to have, like, because I did originally have two and two um, broadsides, which is yeah. fantastic. Um, i did split them down to one um because i mean in this list i've got you know the crisis unit the broadsides two riptide units two hammerheads mm. uh, and the enforcer that's like seven damage dealing units where i was on like three or four before um and you know you've got to you've got to manage all your spotting as well because so realistically like i don't have enough spotting units for all of my damage dealers so if i start splitting them down further um it's all going to get a bit difficult to manage um, and I yeah. don't think I think it's going to become less efficient um, because I'm not going to be spotting for the, the broad sides all the time um, so I I totally there is like in theory that like, is great but I think in practice for when you're actually playing like when you're trying to make everything all the puzzle pieces work together on the board I yeah. think they work easier as a three um, and I do also because I've got the marks marksman I do need something to sort of sit around an objective and not mm. just immediately die to you know I don't know, teleporting Death Watch.
2: Um, Oh no, don't worry about
1: that. Death Watch are dead. Plasma dudes. What are they called? Hellblasters. Hellblasters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Maybe Hellblasters aren't dead. Uh, Was there any thought towards having tetras into this, Jack, because of the rerolls? So I like the rerolls to
1: one to wound more than I like the full rerolls here for the tetras, because because its sixes are double explode rather than fives are like sustained fives like it's the same maths if you reroll all the dice and re-roll just the misses like it makes the, it makes the crisis a bit more reliable um but the real hits like it doesn't it, it's not like a wow i need this unit it's so like real hits like the main the main thing about the tetras actually is the fact that they're tough in seven seven wounds and they'll sit on a, on a, an objective and be annoying and do secondaries and be annoying that's the best thing about them um and if i had infinite money to buy like a unit of tetras i would just buy like I probably have a unit of tetras, mm. but um, I don't know. I wouldn't have like three piranhas, three tetras no. units. I think that sort of like WTC style of list is going to be gone now mm. because I don't think you need it anymore. Uh, because that, that was more towards objective play and secondary play, whereas Tower have now got enough critical Efficient mass, damage. yeah, enough critical mass on the board that you don't need to like so heavily index into your secondary prep and secondary play. Um, mm-hmm. and you can just try and kill people, um, which is really what Tows are about, let's be honest. Um yeah. but uh yeah, I I, I think um yeah, tetras are great, but I don't feel sad for not taking them. Yeah. Cool.
2: All right, well, we'll move on then. So uh, that's a good thirty minutes of talking about Tao, I think. Um, so I hope everyone who who likes Tao content was happy mm-hmm. with that, and the rest of you suck it up. Um, we've got custodies up next, and Aaron, this is the list that you think you might be taking. Uh, you're definitely taking to an event this weekend, so I think. Yep. Are you planning on seeing how it goes and then tweaking from there? Uh,
0: if it's if it's something terrible, I'll tweak it, but I can't see myself doing it as in like the mm. timelines of. What's going to happen? Like I've, it's not too dissimilar to the list I was playing before the data slate either, and I enjoy how it plays. Um, they're fun games, they're interesting, they're aggressive. So I'd probably keep this unless yeah, something absolutely drastic happens over the weekend.
2: Yeah, and I can I can definitely uh, vouch for the aggressive nature of this list. Like it just pushes units at you, and you go, uh, "That's a lot of models that I got to kill." I don't feel good about this it's uh it's a real pain in the ass that's for sure so walk us through what have you gone with
0: yeah so i've got uh two blade champions each attached to a unit of five guard uh one's got the veiled blade just to get some extra attacks and obviously once per once per game being able to go i've got triple oc so oc 6 or 9 on my own um which is pretty good for just helping to flip an objective to your favor or obviously taking one off an opponent um and then the ceaseless hunter on the other one to allow the um Uh, fall back charge and shoot, but obviously, quite importantly, the 6-inch move once per game if they end within 9 inches of you. Um, Then going to have Trajan in a block of uh, Wardens. Uh, This is to give the Wardens a bit more output, because obviously they don't get the rerolls like the uh, guard do. Also, it's to have an option for a second fight first. Now that they've made it so we can't do that twice a a phase, it's nice to have the option to do it again. And then, as well as, obviously, then there's another two units of guard, one of five and one of four, and the four is generally sort of starting in deep strike, trying to um, rapid ingress or sneak in and get things against certain matchups. So we'll just sit on the home objective um, to make sure that that is totally safe. Um, And then there's a couple of Alaris custodians, again, nice bit of mission play off of them, but because they're so small, they're very difficult to screen out and they're quite good at stealing home objectives or just getting into um some of the um, armored targets that can be sitting in the backfield um there's then some prosecutors essentially i had 40 points left and i was like i'll just get some action monkeys or people that can sit on my objective when i don't have to worry about protecting it so much
2: cheap mission plays always good
0: yep um and then the witch seekers are for the scout move because essentially Um, I I find with Custodes, you want to push on to two objectives in Turn 1. And they give you a nice throwaway unit to do that with. Um, They also allow you to quite um, easily get into within 6 inches of the center if you get um, deployed teleport homers or you get um, area denial Turn 1. So again, a bit more mission play. And they can be quite annoying in certain matchups for like GSC and things like that with their flamers. Um, And Mm. then finally, just the Calidus. I know it has the vect, and the vect isn't as good as it was. Um, I think I forgot to vect in most of my games when I played at Goonhammer <laughs> because I was just too busy trying to punch people in the face. Uh, but I was like, oh, I should have vected that, shouldn't I? I was like, yeah, I'll do that next time you do that. And but yeah. but um, So the the main thing for me with the Calidus is um, it's just that it bounces up and down every single turn. It's a tiny little 32mm base. It's almost impossible to screen out um it just gets you so many points and again because it's a bit of a pain with its um loan operative and it's four up save they've really got to commit something to go and get rid of it um against sure you i put it in a stupid place and you got to kill it with a carnivore well
2: you say you put it on a stupid place you put it on your home objective and then i was like hmm i can rapid ingress here because you've mm-hmm. got no one within 12 inches to charge uh and then i just got to eat it for free yeah but uh yeah i think that was the only sort of like big money move that i was making in that (laughs) game there there wasn't uh
1: when you say eat it for free do you may do you mean made a nine inch charge no
2: no god no so uh i rapid ingressed in 12.1 inches away from a brick of guard that he had on the board um and then I was like, "Cool, I'm just going to go take your home objective now on my turn." Oh, and, right. uh,
0: you shot the catalyst Okay. No, 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 no. no, no. I, I charged it in his turn.
2: R- yeah, rapid ingress. Oh, still.
1: I see. Right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I gotcha, walked gotcha. forwards 14 inches.
2: I ended yeah. up about five inches away from it, less than five inches. Uh, made my charge, you know, and just uh, had a great time. Rolled yeah. some dice. I,
1: I know what rules are. I know what the game yeah, is. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, you don't need to uh, know about the melee phase as a town player so. Yeah.
1: I don't need to know about half the rules of
0: this game as a town <laughs> player.
2: Don't need to know your opponents cuz yeah. they're dead. Uh,
0: yeah. Ultimately, the list is just built to aggressively move against your opponent and pressure them, but the reason I like I prefer it as the fives instead of the tens is it's a lot easier to bounce them up the board and protect them in cover and abs- behind obscuring terrain, etc. Um, Whereas that's basically impossible when you were with people running the ten man bricks. I found the only way I think the ten man brick was better in the mirror against the MSU, uh, Mm the five mans, etc. But I think overall, I think uh, the five mans have got more play. Gives you more uh, board control.
2: I really like that the list style that you enjoy playing Mm -hmm. is now the way that you have to play custodies. That's really worked out quite well for you. (laughs) None of the changes really affect you. The change the battle, uh, you know, you can only nerf certain strats. You're like, fuck it, wasn't using it anyway. Yeah. Um, can't run ten man blobs. Cool, don't care. It's uh, it's all worked out quite nicely for you. The um, is it ceaseless hunter the uh, enhancement where if you move within nine inches of that model, yeah, it gets it. That is incredibly frustrating to deal with. Yeah, it is a nice thing to give your opponent uh, a choice and like, well, you, I'm going to move towards you. Do you want to come out so I can shoot you? And they've got to, you know make that decision but really it's uh it's incredibly frustrating when they get make the right decision don't come out and then next turn get free movement on you mm-hmm. that's uh it's not something i enjoy <laughs> but yeah any uh any thoughts on the changes to custodies outside of the list obviously it looks like you're you're fairly un- unscathed but uh any changes that you uh are particularly upset about with the index
0: no not really i think um the change to obviously the the minus uh, the fight first sorry um I think that's fair like mm. it was it was very oppressive like but as you can see you can get a couple of extra points out and uh, get in unless you've still got it in two places for most of the game mm. um, and then again it could only be a second time on that unit that had the um shield captain anyway and they just I think that the blade champions much more valuable because of the aggressiveness of it the ability yeah. to uh, re-roll your advances, your charges, and then do an advance and charge once per turn just changes the uh, reach and the ability and the threat range you've got. Um,
2: I really like the changes like that, that in my mind make custodies or, uh, you know, a certain army player have to make a better decision. Yeah. Like, I, I think that the people who are running more than one squad of 10 buffed Desolation Marines were making really inefficient list choices. Now no one's going to do it because they're dead. So this is in a way a buff to Space Marines because people were making inefficient choices. So I wonder if you could argue that getting rid of the the captain actually makes the lists way more efficient because now you've just got you know mid-sized bricks that always have that threat of advancing and charging.
0: Yeah, and it was like it, it's made it so that I can take Trajan. It was like mm. Trajan wasn't quite there when you had the captain and you could do the fight first in two places off of that, but now it's like actually yeah, he's just you look at him and you're just like he's so much more baller. He's, it's just so much fun to play with.
2: That twelve that, damage uh, sorry, twelve attacks yeah. is uh is brutal.
0: It's that sliding scale, right? Like where you got one end of
1: the spectrum is like army's hard to play, high skill expression, and the other army other end is like easy to play but very forgiving. Right. Mm. I feel like Custodis was more towards the forgiving end before mm. because you, the big units they could just you know, you could abuse the stratagem affecting all of them. Um, which is you know, like seven700 points out of custodies getting affected by one stratagem. Um and then but now, because you're splitting them up, like you have more potential to like mm. play missions. MSU has always been better for mission play and stuff like that, so you have more potential to like make big plays and stuff like that. Which I, I'm guessing is why you preferred the li- this list before. Yeah. Um. But it's going to be a lot less forgiving for um mistakes, I guess, because if you do have leave that, that one custodian guard with his butt hanging out, some dickhead tower player is just going to clean clean the whole unit off with a unit you know, crisis. What?
2: Well- when you brought that up, I do want to say, interestingly, Tau have moved further along the line and now they're easier to play and more forgiving because they've just got way more stuff. And I don't yeah. think that necessarily, it's not yeah. necessarily that they've moved in like too far. It's just yeah. that they were too far in the other direction before.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Tau were really underpowered. So it's yeah. only
1: fair, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the only thing that upsets me about the change is... The, the, the Alaris Terminators are just a little bit too expensive now, so I can't run a unit of them, and they're just such cool models. So yeah, that's my only upset.
2: In, you know, the, uh, my counterpoint to that is the Forgeworld Aquilin Terminators. I think it's Aquilan, uh, mm. whatever they're called. Yeah, they're yeah. now the same points as the other Terminators. Even mm. though I, now I've looked at the data sheet, I'm like, oh, I probably just never run these over the... the are they the ones, ones with the awful Melter Gun and the Power Fist? They can have a Lightning claw instead. Yeah.
1: Okay. You right, shouldn't right. give them a Lightning Claw, but they can have one. But they're really bad, right? Like, I, like I've like i seen them. They're really bad. I'm playing against them. They're really bad. They're
2: not that bad. You can you could, like, argue that if you took the, the Power Fist, because it's Strength 10, uh, I think it's basically a Spear, but it's Strength 10 instead of Strength 7, so, like, that's a little nudge in their favor. And then, the gun-wise, you could give them a Flamer if you wanted some way of dealing with Hordes. You were, you know, concerned about I don't know the onrushing gene stealer, uh, not gene stealer, tyrannid horde coming at you, and like I'm going to take three with Flamers and maybe help with that. But I mean, uh, yeah. they seem
1: quite tasty, actually.
2: They're not bad. They're they're a six one one flamer, but then you look at it and you go, oh yeah, it is d six shots on my I think seventy point model. I don't love it. Twin linked? Mm, don't think so.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think you really need to worry too much. Like on like the horde armies, like when it when it's yeah. gene stealers or coming at you or. Um, Termagant, Hormagant, stuff like that. You've got ten shots per five man, and you can shoot twice, once per battle. So to so damage. They charge you. You time. say I fight first.
1: We're worried and and about fighting. First, <laughs> yeah.
0: Most of the time, you just let them hit you, then slap <laughs> them. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> what
2: are they gonna do? What are you gonna do? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, J Sharp in chat says, "Evening, chaps. Evening to you as well. I realised I have been lax. I have not shilled at all. Um, so." <laughs> Thank you everyone for uh, watching. Do give us a like, a follow, all that good stuff that you hear people plug on YouTube. Um, There is a link tree in the chat there. Not in the chat, in the description box. That takes us to many things. Our Patreon, which you can give us money if you feel like doing so. I've talked about it before. I'll do it next week. Uh, But there's also our Discord. Get in Discord. Ask us questions. If you want me to ridicule the questions you ask, or maybe tell you that you have a brilliant mind, it is a 90-10 split. You are more likely to get ridiculed. Um, but you know, whack your questions in chat. We are going to be going to viewer questions probably in the next 10, 15 minutes or so. So if you have any questions, do put them in the chat there. Um, but yeah, join the Discord. Ask us questions. We'll maybe answer some of them. Moving on. Um, my list. You may look at this list and say, Edward, that's a lot less words than the other one, and that is because me go smash, me no need multiple things. Uh, you may notice that there are no enhancements in this list. Why is that? Enhancements are bad for Chaos Knights, like they're so expensive. Why would I run those when I could just run more model, more model, more gooder Um, so I am running a stalker, I resent running a stalker, it is such an inefficient use of my points compared to the other war dogs. But, you got to take one, because you've got to have a single character to make an illegal army. It's got the Melter, just because Melter good. It's got the Claw, because that's better in all circumstances, apart from if you want to sweep some things, and I think this this has got enough firepower to deal with the uh, the Gaunt Horde. Uh, and then it's got the Havoc Launcher. The Havoc Launcher is a theme throughout this list. Every single War Dog has a Havoc Launcher. Turns out... This turns out Havoc Launchers are actually quite good. They were really kind of shit in 9th edition. You took them... Because you're like, God, I need to clear out that half-dead squad of guardsmen that I chipped away at last turn. Um, But now, non-line-of-sight is significantly... um, It's not anywhere near as bad as it was. So the profile for a Havoc launcher is D6 shots with blast, strength 5, AP 0, 1 damage. That doesn't sound too threatening. But you've got 10 of them. And that is not an insignificant number of shots. It's pretty good. Um, I find that there's two ways you can play this. The first is, if you're playing those knife-eared motherfuckers, you can just sit back for a turn or two and go, cool, all your scoring units are dead. I played against Rikari last night, Sunday night, one of the two, and um, he did nothing turn one. I was going second in a mission with good end-of-game scoring. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do nothing turn one. And my version of nothing was I picked up both of his units of Mandrakes just from behind cover. That was good. He did nothing to me and I picked up his scoring unit, so that was very frustrating for him. Um,
1: you can't call Drukari the knife-eared bastards. You can't kick him when they're down.
2: What shape are their ears? <laughs> Knife-shaped. <Yeah>. <laughs> there we go. Um, it's less about their uh, their win rate and more about their, their toughness profile.
1: Oh, just pure racism. Okay, gotcha. No worries.
2: Yeah, but only against pretend <laughs> races.
1: Not any real yeah, ones. Of course. I, mean, I wouldn't suggest anything otherwise. If you're watching i'm
2: gonna be a good role model don't be racist yeah. don't do drugs i i'm not no I, if you, you know if you do drugs i'm not condoning or saying you shouldn't you know if it only harms yourself i don't care racism harms other people don't be racist uh i feel like i'm in like a 1990s
1: after school TV. Special.
2: yeah that's it after school. Mm. did you know that the words you say can hurt other people not just emotionally but physically Um, yeah before before (laughs) we go really off the rails um and we turn this into like some sort of christian band camp uh, i'm gonna go back to talking about warhammer um so uh j sharp these are not guaranteed lists there is chance of a last minute switch but aaron i think it seems pretty locked in just through logistics
0: yeah unless something desperately bad happens this is what i'll be taking
2: i'm borrowing half the models so i'm pretty locked in i think i'm happy with this list but if i test it and i lose all my games then maybe i'll do a last minute panic switch but i need to prep a lot of models because uh hold on let me just grab one of my war dogs i have here here's a here's a war dog uh you may notice it has no hat so work (laughs) needs to be done and uh i think jack might have a little more wiggle room but i'm assuming that the chassis there
1: is pretty much there Got an event this weekend. I might just go be like, nah, Skyrace. Like, I might do that. Who knows? After
2: we've talked at length about how they're
1: actually not the right choice for the list, I love it. Yeah, but I'm famously um, A, a hypocrite, and B, indecisive. So.
2: <laughs> Excellent. Love to hear it. So, back to the list. We've got a Stalker. We've talked about the Havoc Launchers. The other thing about Havoc Launchers that's really good is Chaos Knights now kind of have an army rule, they didn't before. But now they kind of do. So the combination of their army rule and the detachment rule is: if you're within 12 inches of them and you are below starting strength, you have to take a battle shock test, and you are also at minus one. So you can just kill like one marine in three squads a turn. It, it's something like that. Three or four marines die if you uh, you roll average. Someone do the numbers. I'm too lazy. But that means when they get close to you or you get close to them, suddenly they're having to take multiple battle shock tests at minus one, and now they can't just insane bravery the one unit that fails. They have to call their shot ahead of time, and they can only do that once. Suddenly you almost have an army roll. So that's pretty neat. But either you're killing loads of uh, cheap scoring units or you're going, I'm just going to make you take loads of battle Battleshock tests, and you're going to be really frustrated, and it's going to, you know, you're going to mental boom, and that makes my game easier. Jobs are good. Em. So, Stalker, resent having him. Six brigands. These things are money in the bank. Pimping it easy. They are Ballistic skill 2. They have 12 shots uh, at strength 6, AP 1, 1 damage, and then 2 shots with a melter that's strength 12, and it's melter 4. Also, if they're shooting the closest eligible unit, they get plus 1 AP to their shooting. So, eight strength six ap2 one damage shots is back i've got 72 of them that's really good like that just does what you want it to do it's basically unnerved from where they were in uh, ninth edition and their shooting was good in ninth edition and the game got toned down totally for real no i'm not joking guys um then, <laughs> then we've got three carnivores which is one of the only melee units that aren't painted gold and called custodies that are worth taking They got 20 points cheaper. I wish I had more than three. But if I want to do my dumb bullshit, I can't take any more than that. The points just don't work. Um, Again, they've got Havoc Launchers, which are (laughs) like stupidly effective. You can just be like, oh, hey, I've got all of these shots that are coming in. Yeah, they're only hitting on fours, but you can't You know i'm just going to chip away oh i've killed the model (laughs) sucks to be you um so they just feel great in every phase of the game they're really good for rapid ingress targets Uh, i like sticking two of them in reserve if i can you know rapid ingress one on turn two rapid ingress one on turn three um just make your opponent have to think in phases that they don't want to be thinking in uh then i've got a demons detachment. so i hope i'm the only person with a great unclean one at lgt it seems unlikely because there's going to be 800 plus people but that would make my little it's special so well. snowflake yeah my little special snowflake. thousand hearts sing it would be uh it'd be good so what the great unclean one does is it is incredibly tanky it's 250 points and it is way tankier than a knight it has 20 wounds it's t12 it has a four up in at all times and it has a six up feel no pain you can put that on an objective and it probably survives taking custodies to the face for one turn if they don't have trajan in. If they have trajan in fuck it everything was going to die anyway but like outside of that niche case you can kind of sit in there and go you're going to hit me i actually survive for a little while uh, which is very valuable. What it also has is it has a decent Flamer, so you've got a nice uh, overwatch target. You don't really have good overwatch in this list outside of the demons. And it gives you, at the end of your movement phase, pick one unit within 12 inches and reduce its toughness by one. That's really good. Hey, all my melter is strength 12. So if I make all your big tough stuff that was T12 toughness 11, now I wound you on threes with my melter. That's a nice breakpoint. Or, hey, you're running custodies shame about all that t6 infantry you've got i'd like to kill that one unit now it's t5 now we wound you on threes don't talk about i think it's wardens that get minus one to wound you know just don't talk about them it's not a problem um i think it's a really good tech piece um it just kind of does a little bit of everything i want and you can deep strike it in and put the pain on a unit so it's very hard to uh, avoid doing it does only move seven inches don't worry about it if you started it on the board, it moves D, it 7 plus D6, because you know, I don't care about shooting it, whatever. Or you deep strike it in somewhere. It's a great rapid ingress target. Um, I found that when I was playing into Drakari with all of the Darkland spam, I rapid ingressed it on turn three, put it on an objective where two units could see it, and, my opponent went, and then didn't shoot it at all, because he just knew he couldn't kill it. So that got me a primary that helped me eke out a small win. Um, really flexible unit. Then, as Jack says, the Burning Chariot tech. He thinks it's a sleeper alley for chaos. I absolutely agree. For anyone who doesn't know, Burning Chariot, it has three shots that are like half decent anti uh, anti tough infantry or anti small vehicle tank. Um, but it ignores cover, and then the unit that it shoots loses the benefit of cover for all of your other guns. So to recap, I can put loads of. For example, say there's the custodies Brick. I could turn off cover for it, make them minus one toughness, and put 72 shots into them that are strength six, wounding on threes, AP two, one damage. If I line things up, that is like a delete button. We'll see how it works out in practice. I didn't line it up against Aaron, which is why he's smirking. Uh, he got to, you he got to kill it. <laughs> I think you got to kill it before I got to use it effectively. Um, yeah. I did. It did make my non-line-of-sight shooting slightly better, but uh, yeah, that's not much. Uh, and then I've got three units of three Nerglings. They've got infiltrate. The main way to beat a vehicle list is to, you know, stop them from going anywhere. So now you can't do that because I can just forward deploy three units, or I can use them for. Uh, You know, deep strike in for mission play or do some dumb shit. They can also make it really hard to kill the great and clean one if you just linger nearby. Because if you're within six inches of them in combat, you're minus one to hit. So you just add another defensive layer to the great and clean one. It's unlikely to come up frequently, but you can just kind of sit them behind a wall and be like, huh, charge me. You can't. Because you can't avoid it now with how uh, charging works in 10th edition because you've got to get into base to base. It's very... Very frustrating there, but yeah, no, I think I think it's more interesting than just running an extra three or four war dogs. Uh, it brings me sparks more joy, and uh, I don't think I was I'm missing much because once you've taken the six brigands, you're not really getting any good shooting. And um, I yeah. think three carnivores is the minimum you want to run. Anything on top of that is nice, but I don't think you you're too upset about losing anything on top of that.
1: It's really good. I really like it. It's an interesting list. I I yeah. think Chaos Knights. Um, I mean I don't like them because they're. I think they're Tao's worst matchup.
2: Chaos <laughs> nice.
1: Um, but something that um I really appreciate is they are the kings of being annoying in mm. Warhammer, between Battle Shocks, um mm-hmm. Nurglings, uh mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Great and Clean One probably not dying when you shoot it. they just giving... And the other thing is the Great and Clean One giving the six plus Thern no pain to how many you you know you're going to shoot that it and it's going to survive on like two wounds because of the yep. 6 foot sniper pain and it's yep. going to, you're going to be so annoyed <laughs> you will be battle shocked
2: <laughs> yeah i should probably talk about all the jank you can do with this so There's so you've much got, jank. yeah you've got like um shooting output efficiency so you can get exploding sixes against a unit if you dedicate all of your shooting from multiple units into one of your enemy units it's only a cp it's very good uh you can walk through walls You can spend one cp in the movement phase of the charge phase and you can just move two war dogs through walls and enemy models as if they weren't there that's pretty good that makes carnivores really tasty um if you go second and your opponent moves forwards you can get a charge off if you want it it's it doesn't matter how you deployed how they deployed you can get a charge off which is uh which is fantastic um you've got the usual rotate iron shields and then some other guff but yeah there's just there's lots of little tricks you can do with the list. I'm excited to uh, put it on the table and then potentially just get blown off the table by Eldar. But we'll see. I think there might be some play to it because of the uh, the rapid ingress shenanigans you can do.
1: I do. What I do appreciate about you, Ed, as a person, is that you look at Chaos Knights, mm. uh, Knights in general, as, as pretty much the ultimate stat check list. Yes. Right, And you look at them and you think, hmm, what if...
2: How can um, I add more
1: stats? what if great unclean one <laughs> what if i just put this great unclean one in the list <laughs> so and i just make someone even more miserable
2: <laughs> playing the, against me there was an iteration of the list that i wrote that was six brigands
1: mm.
2: two great unclean ones and then the decimator and i couldn't make the points work i was ending up with like 110 points off in one direction or something along those lines but i was like the shooting is so efficient and i've got these two i've got these three fat bricks i can't it'll never die and then because i couldn't make it work i was like oh fuck it i've got to you know write an actual list but i really if i could fit a second green and clean one i would drop the the chariot and the nerglings a hundred percent like it's such an annoying beefcake to kill
1: on the on behalf of everyone you're going to play lgt um what a shame (laughs) what a real shame that is. i think
2: this is a better list but like it would be more annoying definitely
1: against definitely um burning chariot is a weird one like i always see stuff like the burning chariot and i'm like hmm, one burning chariot i'm like that could be two of something like i don't know it's just uh like it's not the burning chariot's not good because you look at it's like was it nine wounds toughness eight with a four up involved something like that right so
2: i'm running it purely to make the six brigands better is the
1: uh yeah yeah but it's it's like kind of tough right it's still tougher than most vehicles that fly. exist it's it's not not bad because
2: because that four-up invent is quite nice it's going to be frustrating to deal with um it gives me another flamer as well if i want to set up overwatch shenanigans which uh as rob can attest to when we played on sunday um you can just cover quite a lot of the board with a flamer on the uh on the burning chariot chariot and the flamer on the great and clean one and then suddenly all those scourges shouldn't be allowed to move. They did move, and then I rolled overwatch and I killed one model, and I was very sad.
1: I guess I was coming from the perspective of could this be two units of dogs or two like I don't know if, I don't know about flamer units, but um flamer like, exalted flamers or screamers? Uh... Like fast things that are also good.
2: Um, I mean the the list is fast like I don't feel like I need yeah. because I've got the three instant nerglings they're like the cheap do things Um, yeah. I, I, think I feel
0: the, the extra resilience it gives you and that that sort of how do I deal with this question for your opponent on top mm. of that little combo with the minus one damage to crank up like the, um, the Chaos Knight shooting output as well I think it really sort of I actually think it earns its place I think it's probably the better option out of the lot yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I I'm would definitely, be mm. I'm definitely grasping at straws to try
1: and like, <laughs> create conversation around your list. Um, no, I think, do think Screamers are underrated, just as a yeah. side note. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, you are probably right at the Burning Chariot, especially in a list where you have so much shooting with the Brigands, and they probably make their their points back quite quickly. Especially with I th- everywhere.
2: I think you'll see lists with uh, two Burning Chariots and some nurglings and maybe a lone operative demon and not the great unclean one by you know peasants people who don't know how to write lists uh, people people have never had an innovative thought in their life
1: i'm people... the steve jobs of
2: <laughs> warhammer
1: people that don't literally feed on the misery of others <laughs>
2: uh I do, so uh craig in chat um has has pointed out to me that i only play asshole lists which are about stopping your opponent from doing things and thus having fun um people tend to enjoy playing against me i i hope uh, they seem to anyway i think it's just that we have good games and it's i i try to be a fun opponent despite my list being a not fun opponent
1: but, but i mean uh, why be love when you can be feared, dead right
2: yeah well be both <laughs> Be both uh, we've had, we've had a surprising amount of chat in, in the chat there. Um, Jack says, Burning Chariot Tech. Think it's a sleeper brownie for chaos. Read that one already, but yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jay Shapp says, the great and clean one should have towering for the flavor. No, 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 no. Towering oh. should go in the bin. Um, Rob says he's glad that he's making us feel good about our lists. Obviously, Rob's playing Dracari, so, uh... Yeah, that's... uh... The old
1: team punching bag.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but he's really good with them. He was winning lots of games back in 8th edition when he was playing them, so don't feel too bad for him. Uh, Mentioned dreadhound, Rob
1: Charlie Bucket Kimpton.
2: Oh, God. Uh, Jack says, if I owned six Predators, I'd run six Predators and the Chariot in my CSM. I like that. I like that as a concept.
1: Underrated unit Predator.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I did try building a vanilla Chaos Knights list. I didn't like it. Uh, the Ceresis lancer is funny in Chaos Knights. It is. I really like the um, what's the one with the the Gat. It's not the the lancer. It's now <laughs> ah, one of them gives exploding sixes. I was thinking about putting that in. Okay. Um. And William says thoughts on the Yavara. Back to Tau. You got any thoughts on that one? The,
1: the problem with the Yorvara and the Ravana is that they're bad. They're, they're bad because they're law units, right? They're fluff units. They're the. They come from an Imperial armor book where they are the prototype Riptide, so they are inherently worse than the Riptide. Mm. The problem is they are also more expensive than the Riptide, um, mm. despite going down in points. Uh, they didn't go down as much as the Riptide. Yeah. Um, so the, the Yuvara can you can you can do cute stuff with it. You can go really 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 fast with the Yavara, which doesn't do anything when it gets there. Is the problem? Yeah. Um, which is it's just you know like why why take a Yavara when you could take a Riptide?
2: Well, it's of course when you go. I've got three Riptides, but what do I, How do I get a fourth Riptide into my list?
0: I find the idea of taking a couple of or three Storm Surges more than uh, this.
2: Yeah, are, you were you were talking about that. Let's look at the Storm Surge because they they have things. How many points are they? Um, Four
0: hundred.
2: The nose.
1: Yeah. Went down seventy five. I think they oh, only went down five points. I think they're only four hundred five before. Were they not? I'm mean, I think of an old version of their points. I think I think
2: they were four hundred five on launch. Then they went up when everything went up with towering. So awesome. I think you're both right. Good
1: <laughs> ah, job the all. best kind.
2: Yeah. So that's a lot of words on a data sheet there. That storm yeah. surge.
1: Yeah. Um, the heavy walker you can just ignore. Um, it barely ever comes up. Support system ignores hit modifiers. Titanic or towering, you can re-roll the hit roll. All useful stuff. Um, most of those guns, again, you can just ignore those. And they don't actually you actually need them. The only one you really need to look at are the pulse driver cannon and the pulse blast cannon. Um, and they all come with their problems. I think um, they're all like like 75 percent good 25 mm. percent not good <laughs> uh the pulse blast cannon um like the big one the 20 you're like ah oh, strike 24 ap6 damage 12 we love it and it's 24 inch range and it's like mm. eh, and towering changes so you can't just see everything on the board um, yep.
2: it's like, and then the dispersed profile it's only ap2
1: yeah exactly and yeah. it's just like and then the pulse driver
2: cannon—it's D6 plus three shots instead of three plus D6. Yeah,
1: it's. It, yeah. And it, no, I it's see what like, you're saying. You know, it's—it's it's, you know, it's a decent chunk of shots, but it's yeah. 400 points, and you might get four shots out of it—a damage three.
2: Aaron it's... and I were looking at this on Sunday, and I think we both really liked it. But you know what? I think we both forgot. You can't shoot all your piddly guns at units other than the thing that you've been guided on because you'll be hitting yeah. on fives. Yeah, that's why you hit the
1: flamers. Yeah. Um, the the one thing that a lot of people forget with the storm surge is destroy missiles aren't one use only like kind of, uh, like the seeker missiles are. So okay. you do get that extra one like strength sixteen, AP four damage, D six plus two shot. Which that's good. It's fine. Um, you know, it always has some anti tank ability. Um, has one destroy missiles. Ugh yeah <laughs> yeah you would hope it has to but unfortunately yeah. not um they're they're fine i think if you you can take three and have a very funny meme list yeah. um but i i don't think it's i don't think a triple storm sedge build is going to be a competitive army although that might just be my uh my anti-spam bias yeah my anti-spam bias <laughs> um, but yeah. okay
2: okay no fair no i think that's that's reasonable i had forgotten that you, all your small guns were going to be doing fuck all so uh yeah that is and it's are not TLR in range people.
0: anyway <laughs> yeah 18 in
1: range or less, so. true
2: true well let's wrap up with some listener questions uh there's not very much in the chat so you've got about two minutes to put it in the youtube chat if you do want to ask us any questions uh if you're listening back to this down the line um come and watch us live ask us questions um i don't bite much and the guests are usually really fantastic this week eh, but uh <laughs> Your face there. <laughs> Pretty good podcast listeners. Uh, Jack has perfected the puppy dog eyes, and mm. he looks like I have mortally wounded him by shitting in his kibble bowl.
1: i am uh, well practiced <laughs> the looking sad, I can tell you.
2: Yeah, you played Tau in the early 10th edition. Mm. <laughs> so, in chat, um, what have we got? I think we have literally one. yeah so uh, i just want to address as well um just to make stuff says it's important we follow up questions with some general conversation just to confuse ed as he tries to skim read i've got my eyes on you (laughs) boyo.
1: you don't want to make an enemy of Ed, you really don't link
2: yeah i'll i'll vaguely sass you online and nothing else
1: it's all Uh... fun and games until when he's when he is vaguely sassing you online but then when you like go down to your kitchen to get milk (laughs) at 3am well
2: i'm gonna stop you there and he's in the fridge fridge.
1: (laughs) like
2: (laughs) allegedly
1: (laughs) yeah yeah you know it stops becoming funny that's what i'm saying
2: Uh, i'm gonna move on before uh you know people find out so Mm. The one question, I'm a oh no there's two questions Two questions, moving on uh, So Just Make Steph does ask a good question Which is why he's not eternally dead to me uh, And he's allowed to sass me uh, He says to Vect or not to Vect, that is the question Is vector a free battle tactic Still worth bringing? Um, what are you boys thinking? I'll start with you Aaron Because you love using your Vect effect
0: <laughs> I think as long as it's uh, On a unit that you want to take anyway And you're not yeah. taking it just for that Then I think yeah, why not? It's a nice to have, it's not as wide, wide, widely um, destructive as it was, mm. but I think it's going to, it will make a difference to certain um, matchups. Like as an example for playing against Custard's, you can still add a CP to the minus one damage strat, yeah. which is a pretty big strat to do it to. Um, and yeah. I think it's, it's still just going to be sitting there on some of them. You just don't have the plethora of options that you had before.
2: Yeah. Um, I know when I was talking to Chris Radford and we were looking at the Death Watch list prior to the event that he went did did very well uh, at, go and listen to the interview that Tom did with him. Great interview. Uh, great chat. Lovely guy. And he, we were talking beforehand about whether it was worth running double vect. And we came down on the side of probably not. Uh, I think it probably actually would have been worthwhile. Um, purely for the elder matchup being able to double vect their phantasm or vect the phantasm and their fire and fade or you know any combination of it didn't feel great into gse because they had so many good strats that they just go okay i'll use a different one but uh it was great and now as you say it's like am i taking the army or do i have 15 20 points just to spend on an enhancement that i didn't want to spend those points in anything else yeah, yeah. that's sort of where i come down on it uh how about you jack
1: yeah, I think with the when it comes to the Vect, I think it's if you're taking it anyway, like with, like with the Catalyst assassin, it's worth mm-hmm. taking. Um uh, with uh in Necrons, uh Nemesis Zandrek is kind of worth taking. True. Like so you might take him. Um so stuff like that, I think it's worth it. Or first an enhancement that gives you that ability. I don't know if there are any of those, but um those are fine. Um I don't think you want to take something specifically for the Vect. Um I did sit me um I sat down with Rob actually and we went through all of the uh, factions. Um we said we had it all out in a spreadsheet for like what factions have what as battle tactics and whatnot. Mm. Um and it was only worth it for p- four factions at most. Um sure. and it's just it's so matchup specific, it's just not worth it. Like if you, especially if you're something like a if you have to a, like a special character for it. Of a character that only does vect and doesn't do anything else, um, it's just it's just not worth it. In terms of free stratagems, um, again, it's army specific. For example, Necrons probably aren't going to take the Overlord anymore because the strats that they get access to being free aren't worth it. Mm. Um, but Space Marines probably will because they uh, you know they can they can get a couple of good battle tactics out of it. Um, but again, if you're running a character that's has an extra ability with addition to that Vect that is very useful, mm. and then that's probably not going to stop you taking it. It's just a nice little extra to have if it gets tacked on the side of something else or is extremely cheap. Sure. Um, so.
2: Okay. Cool. Um, and then the only other tr- question in there, I believe, was Ultimate Funk who says, our scout moves a trap. No. I don't know why no. they would be. No. I... I'm assuming that he's asking that from a perspective that I don't understand. So, <laughs> no, no, I, I, I don't, I'm not being shitty about it. I'm assuming this, there's a part of this question that I'm not understanding why, because on the face of it, scout moves are very good. Um, they just give you more maneuverability, give you a bit of flexibility after deployment, let you rearrange, you know, get behind a wall, do some shenanigans, yada yada yada. Scout moves always feel like good. Maybe he's saying, is it a trap to spend points on units with scout move? Um, do follow up on that one, Ultimate Funk. Uh, I don't think I've seen you in the chat today, so uh, we'll we'll get back to that on a later a later podcast because I'm interested to know why I, you're asking that.
1: I don't know. In, in ninth edition, was um, uh, the Scout move before or after the roll for first turn because I know in 10th edition it's after, editions, after yeah. yeah. So you have all the information, right? So it's yeah. never a bad thing if you just like if you just bomb it forward nine inches or whatever. If you have second turn, then yeah, it's gonna go bad. Um, but if Aaron you use that move, notes
2: with the switch seekers,
1: <laughs> if, if you Don't use that run movement,
2: forwards,
1: <laughs> yeah, especially if you Doesn't use that make movement to move. Behind a terrain piece, especially on the UKTC boards where they have like a lot of terrain pieces in the middle for you to get behind. Yeah. Um yeah. it's super useful. I use it all the time on piranhas, very helpful to get to get behind terrain pieces. Um it's it feels like a, a no-brainer. I don't know if I would take units that have scout because they have scout. Mm. I don't know if I, I was like, I oh, man, I really need scout in my list. Um, <laughs> but if I have units that have scout as a bonus, I'm like sick
2: i think scale. the f- thing you'll find is the units you want to take for scoring like piddly secondary quite often have something like loan up or scout also on top of it it's part of the reason you want to take them but not the I'm full reasons so yeah it, it feels like it's it's a pretty good um ability. if there's something we're missing there on that question do do clarify and we'll we'll come back to that one um see see your size says when will we do an updated version of yumi in the uktc that is a great point i am an unbelievably busy man at the moment it's very upsetting i'm doing too many things and it's all self-inflicted it's all things i enjoy um but i it would be good to have it out for lgt i don't know if i can i might see if i can put together a here's a quick overview of the missions from like a If you've played a little bit of 10th, but not a lot of 10th, I might have time to record something like that, but uh, I'm not making any promises. If I don't do it for LGT, I will reboot the, I'll probably, even if I do a short version, I'll do a a reboot of the series. Once I feel like the maps are fully locked in, because we're seeing a lot of changes, I think post-LGT we'll see quite a a significant change as well. So there won't be a full series before LGT.
0: We want our triangles back.
2: Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Well, the, the core concepts I discuss are still the same. Um, I think there'll be
1: mission changes as well post-LGT.
2: I think so, yeah. So uh, if I get chance, I will do a quick overview primer for LGT. That would be good to put out. Uh, if not, probably start recording them, I would think, a couple of weeks into October, beginning of November, when we've seen some changes of the uh, the mission pack and we know what's going to come up for the rest of the,
0: the year. Yeah, and then I'll be set for the new season.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Sean says, can you share that spreadsheet, the spreadsheet about the uh, the battle tactics? If uh, Are you happy to share that one? If yes, don't put it in chat. Put it in Discord.
1: I have the ability to. Um, I refuse. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. It's not, I didn't make it. It's the Snapchat one. Um, ah, so I, I will find it, and I will post a link to it in the Discord.
2: Fantastic. Um, uh, if you go to Discord, let's say it'll be under Community Resources, which are resources that you can use as part of our community. Fantastic. Uh, I think that was all of the questions there. So thank you all for tuning in as always. Really appreciate, especially all of the regular viewers, everyone who chimes in in chat. Uh, you're all fantastic people. You make it a real joy to do this. And uh, I hope you had a great time. Bye for now.